Hey guys, welcome to episode 45. Um, this is a woman I discovered through one of the groups. I read one of her messages and she seemed like she was struggling and just dealing with a lot of issues in her family and just mental health and so on. And she's an, she's an older woman, but she's a very sweet person and I'm so happy to know her and I really, I'm really rooting for her. Um, made me a little sad, but uh, like I said, I'm glad to know her. Uh, her name's Beth and, uh. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just, I'm happy to find these people, and I'm happy to just kind of build relationships with them. And, um, you know, again, I think we need to just stay close and just support each other and have a strong bond that's, you know, hard to break, as, you know, corny as that sounds. But, you know, like I said, we keep supporting each other and... I don't know, makes life a little more bearable, a little more easier to deal with. So, again, welcome my friend Beth. Thank you guys for all your support. And um, share the podcast with anybody you know that's uh, dealing with some sort of issues in this world. And that's a plethora of us. So, yeah, guys, welcome Beth. Thank you. All right, guys, we are back with another episode. Um as I said before, I've been like turning over a lot of rocks to find some amazing people out here, and uh, this is another person um, we found each other through some Facebook groups and so on. Um, I've been trying to um, let's see, here. but yeah, so we um, we kind of bumped into each other, and uh, I don't know. I think she was kind of in a mood where she was kind of feeling down about her disability, and I've been looking for someone. Uh, in the deaf and hearing impaired community for a while. It's a hard community to get into sometimes. Um, so do you want to tell us your your name and how old you are and where you're from? Um, my name and what else? Your name, your age, and where you're from. Okay. My name is Beth. Um, I live in Margate, Florida, which is a suburb of Fort Lauderdale. Okay. And I'm 65 uh, point at three quarters. I'll be sixty-six in June. Look at you go. Um, That's yeah, no, you're kicking. Um, but I'm I'm a young sixty-five. All right. Well, you. I will tell you, you're not my oldest guest. Just so you know, <laughs> I interviewed my grandmother, and she's uh, at the time she was eighty-seven. So wow. So you're good. Okay. Uh, okay. So you're a young girl compared to her. <laughs> Thank you. Um, hey, you're welcome. Uh, so what's your, what is your condition? My condition is, um, I guess, deaf, uh, with a small D. I found out, or I, I guess I realized when my brother was over, I was in my, I guess, mid forties to late forties. I don't quite remember, but my brother was over at my house and he was, talked to me standing in front of me and he was leaving and as he was talking I, I said what'd you say and him being the crass individual that he is looked at me and said you couldn't hear me what do you mean you better get your ears checked and um, so that was my first inkling <laughs> you know and it's been and then I did get my ears checked, and I've been wearing hearing aids ever since, and getting worse and worse. 
Um, how old were you when, when they did the first test? My mom was still alive. I was about maybe 46. Right. So this has so, so it has nothing to do with age. This is simply something that's genetically happening to you. Well, my funny thing is my I have my father's hearing aid and he passed away in 1984. Uh-huh. And and my mother's father was deaf or, or hard of hearing and my mom wouldn't admit it, but I finally put the closed captioning on her TV because she I was I was living back at home, and um, my bedroom was behind hers, and I couldn't sleep because she had that TV so loud. Right, right. So she did good with the closed caption, but she would never admit she couldn't hear. She just said I mumbled. Oh, okay. Uh, Was hers around the same time as when you got yours as far as age-wise? I'm sorry. When when she when her hearing started to go bad, was it like uh, again? Was that because of old age, or was that like around where you were, like same age? Oh no, let's see. She was probably in her fifties. Okay. Um, yeah. So at, by the time I got my hearing aid, she was in an assisted living home. She was very ill and. You know, had a lot, a lot of medical problems, and we had to sell her house and put her where she would be taken care of. So I asked her, you know, if I could, you know, use the money for the hearing aids. And she was not that cognizant, but she said yes. And um, so I did. I had been taking care of her and for a while, and... So I didn't feel like it was stealing. You know, I did ask her and, uh, you know, it wasn't a lot of money. It was like $1,100 or so back then. Mm-hmm. And and I've been wearing them ever since. Um, what did, and, yeah, what, no, no, okay. Um, what, uh, did, did you ever feel like this was going to happen to you, knowing that it's in your family? I didn't even think about it, no. Wow. Never gave it a thought. Because my dad had diabetes, and so it could have been from his diabetes. And my grandfather, I figured he's old. And, you know, my mom, I, you know, my mom was a strong woman. And I just never, you know, made the connection. Because my two brothers are here. Um, I don't know, my one brother, the crass one, he, uh, I think he may be having hearing trouble, but um, I haven't spoken to him in a while. So it's definitely genetic then. Yeah, he's not nice to me without my hearing. Oh, just frustrated. Well, you got to cut it out after a while, you know. You can't hang with people who are awful you because you can't hear yeah i mean i get my my grandma she she now has got hearing aids and she can hear a lot better with them in um i'm not mean to her but i do get frustrated with her sometimes because sometimes she'll leave them home and it's like i'm trying to talk to her and she's not hearing anything i'm like oh Oh, there's mean and then there's mean right 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 saying terrible things to you right 
you know, sort of like they, they don't believe you can hear. And I, I don't know. I kind of yeah. just really mean. Yeah, well, that's terrible. And yelling at me. Right. Mad, angry. Right. So. Um, when, 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 when you actually got your test, as far as to let you know that you were, your hearing was going bad, like, was it like gradually going over time? Like from what you can remember, it was it like going over time or did it just kind of all happen at once? Well, you, you, it must, it's usually gradual. That's why you don't notice it. And my first hearing test was an eye opener because, you know, they say, don't look at me and repeat after, repeat what I say. And they just don't know what the heck they're saying. You know, and like, oh, right. same thing happened now. Well, now it's much worse. Now I, <laughs> I'm, I my spectrum is from, uh, it, it's from the normal all the way to the profound. So it goes through all of them. Right. And, you- uh. Hmm? Are you uh, are you afraid of losing all of it? Um, I wasn't told I was going to lose all of it, okay. but I mean, if I don't have my hearing aids on, it might as well. You know, all I hear is the sound, but I can't make out what you're saying. Right. And then, you know, if I don't want to hear what you're saying, I take them out and I put my fingers in my ears and I close my eyes, and I'm hmm. good to go. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I could do that, but I also need my hearing. So it uh, it is, yeah, I know, but it is strange though because a lot of people and I experience this. Sometimes when you wake up, you're completely deaf. You're completely deaf for a few seconds. Wow, really? That that was really bizarre. Is that every morning, or is that what? It Not used to every. Be? No, it's every once in a while. It hasn't happened. Um, at least I haven't noticed that it hasn't happened in a while. Yeah. But it's like your ears I've are tried... rebooting. Huh? It's like your ears are like rebooting, like a computer. Yeah, your yeah. your brain, your yeah. brain is rebooting. Because yep. my, my eyes do that sometimes where it's just like it takes a, a real minute for it to fluctuate to kind of get to where I need it to get to. Um but before that, it's really blurry, and, they, and I'm groggy, and I'm trying to just, like, slowly wake up, and the light hits me, and it's overly sensitive. And then at some point within, you know, 10, 15 minutes, then it kind of comes back to where it needs to be. So I, I kind of know what you mean. Wow. Look at that. Who knew? I didn't think of that. Yeah. it's we're, That's why I said, like, we're, we're kind of opposite of the spectrum, but we're, our, our impairment is kind of the same. Um, huh. That, that's interesting. Yeah, um, I have a sense of smell that um, I've actually had a chef come out and, um, you know, because I told the waitress I know what's in the sauce. And she brought the chef out and he asked me to name the stuff that was in the sauce. And I named most of it, you know, the ingredients. So your other senses so, are got, have gotten stronger. Like you're smelling. Well, I, I've, I've always had a good nose ever since I was a teenager because <laughs> one time my friend and I went to the movies and I was following very close behind her and because uh-huh. and, she smelled so good. <laughs> and she was wearing Dracar, uh-huh. which is a men's cologne. Right, right. 
And I didn't realize it, but I was like, I was like, you know, following her. And yeah, I put, I, that's me, you know, smell. If I sense something and smell something, I will follow it. I'll turn or whatever I'm doing and my face will turn and right. I'll be like a dog with my nose in the air. I was going to say, say, you could have huh? been one of those dogs for the law enforcement. To the, the, yeah. The drug dogs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, true. Yeah. I um I got a story about that too, but I I won't repeat it. Okay. That's um, but yeah, so. I've had a, always had a strong sense of smell, but maybe now it's part of my life. Yeah, and it's probably heightened a lot more now that your your hearing is it, down. It's it's horrible sometimes because if you wash your clothes in a detergent and you use too much detergent, all I'm smelling is the detergent on you, and I can't concentrate because it 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 makes me not feel good. Yeah. Right. I, I worked next to a girl who I begged her, please don't use so much detergent. She hated me. <laughs> that was before I knew I was deaf. <laughs> right. Um, have you been able to get in touch with anybody in the deaf community? Meet others like you? No. I, I wanted to so bad. And by the time I found out there was a place that had events and people like me, the pandemic hit. Uh, I was going to the Center for the Deaf and Hard of Hearing. I was going to a counselor there because I had called. I had called one day. I was very upset and angry about. I just had it with being treated so badly, and the you know I wanted to know if they had any uh, groups of people like me, and she put me through to a. Uh, a counselor and the counselor um i went to see that counselor for about a year and they even came to the house to talk to my husband to try to get him to understand and but they never told me i was under the impression they were the only place and they weren't and i'm upset about it because i i feel a bit used they needed they needed me more than I needed them, I think. And they, she could have let me know about the bridge for the hard of hearing, and she didn't. Right. So I don't even talk to them anymore. Right. Well, I keep trying to find I mean, There's a lot of people out there. Um, I can't find any. And, you know, until the bridge uh, opens up again or has events, I'm stuck. And that would be my my. The greatest thing that I could think of, because my husband needs to be around people like me and their spouses, because my husband doesn't seem to remember that I can talk, but I cannot hear. And so he has not really been able to communicate. He did learn finger signing. We both finger signed, but he doesn't like to. And it's it's really been uh, I can hard is a, a soft word to use. Right. Well, I remember actually when I first noticed you is you had a post on one of those groups, and you were complaining about him because he wasn't really acknowledging your impairment. Um, and you were super frustrated yeah. about 
how he wasn't really acknowledging what you were going through. That's putting it mildly, yeah. Right, right. I, yeah, I was, well, he had said something again to me that was, you don't say to a deaf person. And I, you know, I go into a new world when he does that to me. And, um, you know, it's just uh, be nicer. And he finds it hard because he gets so frustrated. But, you know, I'm your wife. This is the way it is. And, you know, if the oven buzzer is going off, don't look at me like you're angry and say, the thing's going off, you know. Just be, honey, the buzzer's going off. You know, things like that. It's a nightmare. It's a living nightmare. And I go to work and I work with a guy that hates that I'm deaf. And, um, and he said some rude things to me and then tries to gaslight me out of, you know, right. knowing that what he did was wrong. It's, yeah, it, it's amazing. I know a guy, a friend of mine, he has a wife. And I know some people are already going to know who I'm talking about. He has a wife. He's totally blind. And he has a wife who will leave the lights on. Now, he can't. He has no idea those lights are on. Um, but she'll leave them on and then get mad that they're still on because she went to bed or she went to another room. And she wants to know why he didn't turn it off when he never turned them on in the first place because he doesn't need lights. Um so it's amazing how aware people with able bodies are and how like ignorant they are to what we go through. Um, yeah. You don't you don't expect everyone to completely understand or obviously they don't know what we go through entirely, but the idea of just kind of trying to comprehend even a little bit of it and obviously if there's those certain sounds, yes, to the average person they should be able to hear that, but you obviously can't. No. Try going through a drive-through. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness! Oh, How right. disrespected! Don't get me started because I, I get I am so angry about the whole thing. Right. <laughs> um. So how how long have you noticed that you've had this problem? As far as you're hearing, about gosh, maybe I'm sixty five and three quarters, and I guess I was in my late forties. Okay. So so twenty some years. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I know this is a, a very obvious question, but have you noticed how much harder your life has gotten since your impairment? My life, when I noticed my impairment in the beginning, it wasn't as hard as it is now because it wasn't, I don't think as bad. It's gotten, it's gotten incrementally worse. Right. Um, much worse like it's you know it's like I'm now I consider myself almost totally deaf you know but I'm not you know because I can hear but hearing and understanding okay let me put it this way I went to the audiologist for my hearing test I'm getting new hearing aids and in my right ear, I understand five out of ten words, and in my left ear, I understand six out of ten words. Okay. So it's a guessing game, and it it wasn't always as you know like that. And just recently, just in the last couple of years, it's become a living nightmare because of the disrespect and the deafness, you know, right. at work, 
do, do you feel like some people, obviously they don't acknowledge completely what you're going through, but do you think some people kind of equate it to the fact that you're older and they think it's just, oh, you're old, so that's why your hearing is that way? No, because I don't, I don't look 66. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, but I get told all the time that I don't look that. So they don't. Okay. People, even if you tell people to their faces that you're deaf, they still talk to you. And that you have to, I've gotten mad enough to say, deaf means I cannot hear you. Right. Well, I think you people know, associate I'll, deaf with completely not being able to hear anything. The fact that you can hear right. some. So if you if you make out one or two of their words, they probably in some ways may even think that you're faking it. Exactly. So when I go shopping, I wear my T-shirt, my deaf pride T-shirt or another T-shirt that I have that has, you know, finger spelling on it. Yeah, yeah. And if they keep talking to me, I just point to my shirt. Right, right. And, and my ear, I do everything. And sometimes that doesn't even, they don't pay attention. They don't care. Most of the time, a lot of people who have disabilities, uh, you know, in your case, you have trouble hearing. In my case, I have trouble seeing. So like I need to look at my phone closer or look at things closer. So people automatically assume that I'm slower because I can't see well. And I'm struggling to see something, whereas you, you're struggling to hear something. So if you don't, if you don't function like the average human being out there, they again equate you to being slow, um, and it has nothing to do with that. And it's, it's yeah. And then again, in your case, <clears throat> oh, in my case too, because you know, I when I say I'm legally blind, legally blind means that I'm under the limit of like my eyes. I cannot drive. So if you can't drive you're considered legally blind, even if you can see some. Um, and I can see some. But when you say blind, they immediately go, oh, you can't see anything. But then when I start walking around and getting around people, they go, oh, you're not blind or you're not the average, you know. Yeah, and it's like, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's because I'm not blind. I'm legally blind. And if you just asked me what that meant, I would have told you. But um, so it's like people. And they're mean. Right. And people have their own perception and thoughts on what blind and deaf or, or any of these disabilities, but especially yours and ours, they, they want to know what blind and deaf is. They, they assume it's just completely pitch black in our ears or eyes and that's it. And it's like, no, there's, there's many variations of it. We are, yes, uh, we're not completely deaf. I didn't say completely. I didn't say I'm completely blind, but when I can see some things, you go, well, I'm not blind or I don't have a cane or a dog. You know, if we don't have certain apparatuses to make us look what people associate us with, then people go, well, you're not that then. And it's like, eh, we are. Well, it, it's true. It happened to me the other day from the guy I work with. He, um, he said something to me, and I responded, and he looked at me. He goes, you heard me? You could hear me? And then I'm not going to explain my deafness or defend it. So I gave him the stink eye, right. and he backed off. Right. Because he, he knows not, I'll, I'll go off. Right. You know. um, and that's an attorney. That is an attorney, and they're all that bad. Right. Is that what that, you do? You're that, an attorney? No, I'm a legal secretary. Oh, secretary. Okay. And gotcha. uh, an, an attorney I worked for for eight years told me every day, if I knew you were deaf, I never would have. If I knew you were hearing aids, I never would have hired you. 
and that's baloney. He knew I wore hearing aids when I hi- when he hired me, but he just every time I said what and like with this attorney, they go crazy. Yeah, I can't wait. I retire in sixteen months, and I'm counting the days I that I never have to work again. Good for you. I don't care if I'll be on Social Security and not have a, an income. I'm working on getting my uh, our finances and together so we don't have to suffer too much from being on Social Security. But right. I don't want to go through this anymore. I still transcribe the patient. And now the transcriber was very bad. I, I just couldn't do it anymore. So he finally used electronic, and I do it through the computer. Oh. Now, when I get my new hearing aids, I will be able to hear it. They will hit, hook up to the computer, and I'll even be able to transcribe and hear it better. Right. Wow. Um, do you? So your one ear is better than the other? Slight, slightly, slightly, very slightly. Right. Yeah. Um, I have one of those. I'm only using a one hearing aid now. Right, right. If I had both, it would be more of a crisper, fine tune. Well, you're doing a good job you know? hearing me. So, um, yes, I'm using. I have my finger in my ear, pressing the hearing aid in, and um, the it's Bluetooth, so it goes right into my ear. Oh, okay, look at you, all tech savvy. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yes. I think what uh, one of the things a lot of us we go through and I, I mean I, I always talk about mental health a lot because of um you know it's so important but you know they don't a lot of people don't understand how hard it is being disabled because people don't I mean and look there's some good people out there and there are people who really do accept us and do try to care but the average citizen doesn't they don't if, it, if we're not like them then we're not welcome and people don't want to accommodate us in their world and if, if we impact their life at all negatively in, in some small way, which is just asking them to repeat themselves in your case, it, it throws them off and they're mad. And it's like, yeah, but imagine what you think it does to me. Like, I don't want you to repeat my, your, yourself again. Um, because usually when they repeat themselves, probably half the things they tell you aren't even things you care about, but it's your job. So, you know. They don't even have to say anything. Uh, us deafies, we watch the facial expression. Right. And like I told my husband the other day, he told came in and said the dog pooped behind my car. And he was looking at me angry at what? I don't know, because he had to talk to me. I don't know. But I'm and then with the oven thing, I and I told him, You you I watch your face. You have to be nicer. And you know what I mean? They they give you dirty looks. So you can we can just tell all the little nuances of their facial expression, and it's very hurtful. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's definitely, and that, and like in my case, it's more the tone of how they speak. Um, you can hear it, and it just—it's like, like I know how you're talking. I can't see it because for me, the op- it's the complete opposite. Like facial expressions isn't something I usually pick up on. It's more mm-hmm. the, the tone, and then you could see certain body language and certain things, and it's like okay. Like, I know how you're approaching me, and I know it's some, like, this isn't a conversation I'd like to have. Now, if it's something at work, it's like, you tolerate it, but, yeah, it's not, 
it's not something I want to do. I mean, that's why I've been, I'm, you know, slowly building this podcast so I could eventually monetize and get money off it. So I don't have to do the job I have because I don't want to, I don't want to work with the people I'm working with or not all of them. Some of them I love, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, it's just because it's, it's, you know, that's why I'm, I'm doing this because I want us to be accepted in a, in a bigger light. Like we are just people that are just kind of here and, and no one wants to take care of us and or not even take care of us. We don't need people to take care of us. We just need people to give us a fair shot. And, um, right. You know, and, yeah. and, I don't have a safe place. I go to work and I work with, you know, a person, you know, I work with a very small law office. The girls are wonderful. And, and, but this one guy that I'm stuck with is a nightmare. And then I come home to another nightmare. So where's my safe place? I can't, the pandemic, I can't go and, you know, find the events that the bridges will put on. So I'm in limbo and trying to maintain, you know, so, you know, I work out and I'm strong and I don't want to go off and, you know, go off on anybody. That's why I went to counseling because I was about to, you know, and I could do damage and I know it's a terrible thing to say, but, you know, that's how I feel. I want to, I'm so mad because of it. Right. And that, yeah, and the anger builds up. Um, with me, like a lot of times I don't blow up on people. I, I rarely ever do. I don't, I try not to take it out, especially on people I care about. Um, but especially if it's, if it's like a recurring thing, like the guy at work, if you just, or your husband or whoever just keeps pestering at you with me, I wouldn't blow up the first time or two, unless it's just a repetitive thing that day. But in general, I don't blow up on people. I just kind of keep it to myself. And then after so many months or whatever builds up and you just say, screw it. Like I'm done. Like. You know, there's only yeah. so much you can let someone, you know, pick on you or pester at you before you actually just say enough of this shit. Like, it's not worth my time. And that's that's a good thing about your podcast, because, you know, I, I've never been able to vent uh, really to anybody because I have nobody to vent to because my husband doesn't get it. And so this is a good outlet. I don't know. I'm hoping that other people who listen to this will say, yeah, I, I know exactly what she's talking about. Right. You know? Yeah, well, if, if, just so you know, you can call me anytime outside the podcast. I just, I wanted to tell your story, but overall, if you need a friend or someone to talk to, just call me. You don't need to, uh, it doesn't need to be recorded. Um, okay, that's great. Yeah, yeah don't, uh, okay. don't feel like I, I you're definitely, alone. I will. I will. I've sat in my room crying alone too many times. Yeah, you don't have to do that. You can go say, if you need someone to talk to, just please. And uh, even if I have to find other people that are like you to, so you can feel comfortable with them too, just let me know. I'll uh, do what I can. But um, uh, I'm dying to learn. I'm trying to learn sign <clears throat> language. But, you know, at my age, you know, I can't remember everything. And especially if I don't have anybody to fine i know there's stuff on youtube and and i do uh save a lot of science and stuff but i and i even joined a group on instagram but it wasn't helpful for me and um well just keep at it don't 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 give up just because your age or your impairment or you just keep pushing and um as i told you my grandma's 88 she you know mows her own lawn and 
You know, she walks a mile a day. She does a lot of things that 88-year-olds don't do. She does more than a lot of 40-year-olds don't do, to be honest. Um, ah. But, you know, just continue to be strong and do what you got to do. Like I said, it's people put limitations on you, but those are what people put on you. That doesn't mean you have to abide by them. So, um, No, you're right. You're right. That's, that's, I'm glad you offered that. Yeah, of course. Because I, I think... And I've said this before, like, I, I, I feel bad because I think sometimes people don't realize, like, yeah, I, I, I want to do this podcast and I want to tell your story. But overall, whether the numbers are good or bad or whatever, I still want to, like, I try to keep, I try to stay friends with everyone I've done the podcast with. Now, some were friends before I did it, but everyone that I've done it so far were friends. And, and, um, and I try to check up on them and they check up on me sometimes. And that's kind of what you need to do to build a community and just kind of build a good group around you so that you don't feel so alone because a lot of us at some point in our lives have felt like we're alone, including me. <clears throat> yeah, it's so hard. I know how you feel. How you I wouldn't want anybody to feel like this. Right. How, how do you, again, this is, this is kind of a different topic, but how do you feel like the elderly are treated in this country? How do I feel about what? how the elderly are treated in this country. Oh my God. Uh, when my mom, when she, yeah, I had to finally put her in a nursing home. I had her in assisted living, beautiful place right around near where I lived. until it was time. And, um, the saddest thing walking in through that nursing home to see so many people, old people lying in bed alone and no family near them. I, and of course, I don't know if they maybe had somebody visited them an hour before, but I didn't see too many people, you know, and it, it, it changed my view uh, about the whole thing. It, 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 it opened my eyes to see now I don't have any kids and God forbid I end up in one of those places but I know I won't be visited because I don't have anybody and um, but it's it's horrible Yeah, it's like it makes you want to go out and buy a service dog and go visit but I work full time I can't do something like that but if I wasn't working full time and I needed something to do with my time, I would definitely, you know, maybe take my dog Chewy and have him visit and go with him to say hello to these poor people. Right. Well, maybe that's your retirement plans. What? Maybe that's something you do in your retirement. When you actually get out of that and you need you have free time to do, some, do something, maybe grab your dog and hit the road. Yeah, what? Yes, if I live, we're moving, we're going to be moving from here to maybe Valdosta, Georgia, uh -huh. which is a small town. Um, and when I do retire, I'll have to, you know, stake out the whole area and see what's going on. You know what I mean? And maybe that would be good. We'll see how my health goes. I have having a little bit of a health issue now and I'm hoping it's not going to turn out real bad. So, What's bothering you right now? 
Um, my esophagus isn't doing too good. Oh, no. So I have to have an endoscopy, and hopefully it's something, you know, that is fixable. Something minor, yeah. Well, it can keep me updated. So, uh, huh? Keep me updated. I will. I have to... I have to get a COVID test on April 6th before they do the endoscopy on the 12th. Right. And um, I've been having a lot of chest pain. It's not my heart. Yeah. And some swallowing a little bit. And some, you know, blood comes up here and there. So I don't know. Well, you hang in there. You're a delightful lady. You got to... Uh... Huh? I said, you got to hang in there. You're a very delightful woman. You just got to keep fighting and try to try to find something that makes you happy. Yeah, being a retirement will make me happy. Not having to work for an attorney ever again. I've been doing it for over 32 years. I'm done. I got you. But, I mean, even I'm, after that, like, then you're going to be in your house with your husband the whole time. So you're going to have to find some oh happiness my outside of that. Oh, yeah. Yes. I don't know. I was thinking of fostering animals, not dogs and cats, but, you know, other animals and, you know, helping out. But I don't know. It's a whole new world. I'm on uh, sites now, like retirement on a shoestring budget, which, which has a bunch of people who, like me, don't have many finances and they're making it work and you know oh I get retiring next week and you know or I just walked out my job for the last time and it's fascinating and I'm learning a lot right yeah, yeah but, that, wanted, but that's good though you have 16 months to kind of figure it out I mean you don't need necessarily need to be you could figure it out after too but if you kind of start oh, I've been in, working on it I've been working on it for three years Oh, good. Well, you know, I've been, I've been, I got our debt paid off, all of our debt. I'm getting, uh, saving money now, and I want to get a few things. We're going to sell the house as is, but it needs a few doors and, you know, uh, a few minor things. And hopefully, that when we sell it with the money that I saved, we'll be able to get something, uh, decent to live in with that we won't have to pay monthly out of our social security and if you don't have to pay mortgage or anything out of your social security you're just paying for food and lights and the necessities and then maybe have a little left over to be able to get in the car and you know go somewhere right well again at least you have thoughts and and plans like at least you're not going to just wait until you know your final day oh, you, and then not have anything to do. Oh, no, I'm not like that. I I can't even, that would be the worst mistake of my life. My husband isn't really much of a participant in this uh, retirement planning. He's not really, uh, I don't want to say mentally incapable, but maybe he just is too big for him. You know what I mean? And, yeah. you know, being in the legal business, you solve problems for a living. So it, it's more, it's easier for me, I guess. Well, um, yeah. Well, you're the ultimate problem solver. You're, uh, 
You'll get through it. Yeah, you have to be. I mean, I paid off. It took me three and a half years to pay off a big debt. I put my health. I didn't go to a primary care doctor for that many years, and now I'm able to go to a doctor because of my insurance now. The Medicare, and so I be I can have all this done without putting any money into it. So now I'm, you know, so no debt. It I accept the house, which is considered a good debt, mm-hmm. and um, getting my health. I mean, I stopped working out six months ago, and I, I crapped out. I guess I've been working out in the gym for ten years. And now my, I've been, um, I've collected and I have a great home gym now. It has, I have a leg press that you see in a, in a gym. I have a captain's chair. I have balls. I have row machines. I have everything in the gym in my dining room. So oh, good for you. I've got, yeah, that'll, you know, good for your uh, life, though. that'll keep you around a lot longer if you just keep working out and yeah um right i i haven't though because i haven't felt well enough um i let go of my trainer that i had for 10 years he wasn't doing a great job so Mm -hmm. without my trainer i have to do it myself and that's always a pia which is caning but yeah um, um My uh, my last question for you is: Do you have any uh, advice or, or any knowledge or anything for people who are out there just losing their hearing? Um, I, you know, for me, besides getting the hearing aids, I was just informed that I was a candidate for cochlear implants. I don't want that, but um. For me, besides getting the hearing aid, is meeting people like me. Mm-hmm. That would that would be the most, the best right. yeah. for me. Surround yourself with people that are familiar and yeah, yeah. so you don't feel the, as the people that and that you can learn to communicate with and hone your skills, communicating skills and stuff like that. And everybody says this online, you can. You know, learn, but I'd rather meet people and and do it that way. Right. Besides online. Yeah. No, I hear you. Um, I thank you for doing this. This was fun. Yeah, it was. It was easier than I thought. Yeah, of course. I told you. I just try to let it people do their thing and, um, you know, don't want to put any pressure on anyone. I let people just be themselves and tell their story. And, you know, at some point you kind of just the guard goes down and people just kind of let loose and say what they need to say. Um, but yeah. yeah. This was a- well, you're welcome. It, yeah. it was a pleasure yeah, uh, to be able to vent and tell everybody how hard it was for me or it is for me and that, you know, there, there's hope. You always have hope. Yeah. Including you. You just gotta find things that make you happy and make you, uh, you know, distract you from all the, the shit that's bothering you. Um, exactly. Yeah. Get your safe place. Yeah, you we know? all we all need it. And, uh, yep. 
you know, a podcast is at, my cat. Like, there's certain things in my life, bowling, there's certain things I have that just kind of get me out of my funk. Um, so, like I said, just you got to keep hope up and keep uh, reaching out to these groups, especially like the deaf groups and stuff. You'll find some people eventually that'll just talk to you. And uh, like I said, I found you just by seeing your post and said, I'll reach out to her and maybe we'll talk. Maybe you won't. I mean, I've reached out to other people and some people don't even respond, which is fine, whatever. Um, but you know, like I said, you responded and now we're here. I'm glad I did. Yeah, me too. Um, 